ever wondered what it's like to work with me? Have you ever thought, how does she get her clients from self-sabotage and into success? Well, if you've ever been curious, then this is the episode for you. I am going to be delving into one of the core ingredients for all my coaching programs, the self-identity shift, and what it means to a purpose-led entrepreneur like yourself, and how it can utterly transform your life and progress your business. Enjoy! This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. I am your host, Lucy Orton. I am the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology and I transform female purpose-led entrepreneurs from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome suffering, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and move away from self-sabotage into rock-solid self-belief, supercharged confidence and amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because we so need your voice in the world right now more than ever. I am incredibly grateful to have you here. If you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success archives, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link in the show notes, and you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more female purpose-led entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every message and every review I receive. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy today's show and I'm rooting for you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello and a huge welcome to this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. It is fabulous to have you here as ever. Thank you for listening in each and every week. If you're new, welcome. It's brilliant to have you on board and I just know that I say this every week but I absolutely love creating these episodes. I love having the dialogues that I get to have with my listeners. Thank you for all the messages that you send me because it really does make a huge difference. It really makes me feel like I'm in conversation with my listeners as well as my clients. So a big, big thank you for that. Now, before I get started on the main part of this episode, I wanted to draw your attention to the wonderful Sarah Campin. Now, Sarah left me the fantastic review that I read a couple of weeks ago. And do you remember I was saying, I'm not sure who wrote this. I'm not sure if this is someone I know. And she came forward and said, oh, it was me. I wrote the review. It was the one where she said it was like having a friend and a coach in her pocket. 
And I was so delighted with that review that I said to Sarah, well, I'm going to have to give you another shout out because I want people to be able to have a look at the amazing work you're doing. And thank you for your kind words. So Sarah Campin is really worth a follow on LinkedIn or on Instagram. And on Instagram, you'll need to find her via her business name, which is Nourish App or the Nourish App. And that is an amazing app. And she's doing incredible work in the sphere of mental health and well-being for mums. And her account is just such a wonderful, positive place filled with actionable tips for self-care for mums. She brings in lots of outside experts and she collates it all within her app. It, it, you need to look at it to really understand the absolute breadth of what is on offer with the Nourish app, both for a free offer and a paid offer. So I highly recommend you go and check out Sarah Campin and you check out the Nourish app on Instagram or on LinkedIn. A big thank you to Sarah and to all of you who have taken the time and braved the Apple review section of the podcast app to leave me a review. It really does make such a difference in terms of my reach and brings in new audiences. So thank you so, so much. Now, today's episode is going to be a slightly different one than usual. I'm not talking about a particular topic per se, but instead I'm going to be lifting the lid or pulling up the bonnet or some other analogy for looking at the inner workings of my coaching programs and how I work with clients. And one of the things that is really fundamental and central to how I work with clients is something called the self-identity shift. It's hard to explain how absolutely fundamental this piece is to so many of my programs and to all that I do really as a coach. It's where I have distilled the evidence base that I use, that I refer to, that grows and the research that I keep myself engaged within in terms of positive psychology and coaching and where I turn that evidence and that academic rigour into a practical application for my clients in terms of addressing those common saboteurs, in terms of understanding what needs to shift within my clients for them to reach that empowered CEO status. And the name of this ingredient is the self-identity shift. So shift is absolutely what I'm talking about here. It's about that journey, that change, that movement from the part of your life before you start doing this mindset work, before you start reaching in and looking at those self-sabotaging behaviours and saying no more, and where you end up at the end of that particular path, where you end up where you feel empowered and capable and recognising your absolute awesome. And it really is a shift. And it's something that happens over time. It's something that can happen really quite quickly compared to other kind of interventions or other things we're used to in life where we're used to things taking a lot longer. But it is absolutely empowering and fundamental to your success as a business owner and your wider happiness in terms of your life and those thought processes, behaviours and beliefs that may have been holding you back and how to turn that into something so much more positive and powerful. And the development of the self-identity shift has really been led as well by my clients. Each and every one of my clients is unique, completely unique and has completely different needs and saboteurs that need addressing as they pertain in their own life. 
However, there are also huge commonalities in terms of the symptoms, as I like to call them, of how they present to me when we first meet or when we first chat. And those symptoms can range. So often they are about the lack of belief, that lack of feeling like you're worthy, the true imposter syndrome that comes from not feeling like you're up for the task, feeling like you're going to get caught out at any moment, that you're playing at this business lark and that actually you don't have the skills. You're you're really a charlatan. Linked to that comes another symptom, which is hugely common, and that's feeling out of integrity with their business, feeling like something is not aligning, not matching up. And that is then increasing those feelings of the imposter within you or the feelings that you just don't have the capabilities to make this work. Another symptom that clients come to me with, and it's really, really common, is that lack of visibility where they really are hiding in plain sight as a business owner. They're not out there being that forthright expert, leader, front person, founder that they absolutely know they need to be to progress their business faster and to get to those goals quicker and with more ease and flow. They're really keeping themselves small. And then they're making excuses for playing small, which don't necessarily get at the heart of what that is. So it might be that they're saying, it's a time-related issue that I'm having to play so small. Or it's because I don't have the right experience, or I'm not a great public speaker, or no one wants to hear what I've got to say. And with the self-identity shift, that is something that we address, because there's always something underlying that. It's not about the symptom, it's about what lies beneath. I'll move on to what lies beneath in a moment. But a couple more really important symptoms are that my clients come to me and it's clear that as well as playing small, they are not taking up their rightful space with their mission. They are not pushing their mission out into the world in the way that they need to. And in doing so, they are not pushing their own voice and their own opinions and their own abilities out in the world either. It's interlinked with with playing small, but in terms of the mission, it means that they're not making the impact that they want to make. They're holding their mission back as well as their own potential and their own feelings of purpose and ambition. And finally, another massive symptom for me, which I see with many clients, is procrastination on taking those right actions, on doing all of the above. So procrastination on being visible, procrastination on playing bigger, procrastination on having more impact with their mission. And it really does show up time and time again. And it's not about the time in your day. It's not about the productivity hack. It's about what lies beneath. So what does lie beneath? And for the vast majority of my clients, fear of judgment of others is absolutely fundamental to why they are not taking steps. And whether that's literally worrying about someone else, worrying about a stranger, or about just having some kind of set view that you feel everyone should have about success or how it's achieved, or what busyness looks like, that is really key and is something that we tackle fundamentally in terms of the self-identity shift so that you move away from being someone who cares as much 
about the judgment of others. And you also move into the zone of recognizing that when we care about the judgment of others, actually what we are doing is judging ourselves. And we are judging ourselves usually very harshly with that totally unnecessary level of inner criticism. Another big element that lies beneath all of the symptoms above and really informs the self-identity shift is fear of failure and perfectionism. And they are two sides of the same coin because when we fear failure, we see failure often as anything that is not the absolute pinnacle of achievement. We don't see 98% as success often when we have this inbuilt and heavily felt fear of failure. And so we become perfectionist. And as I've talked about on the podcast many times before, when we're perfectionists, we hold back. We don't do those actions. We don't take those chances because we are concerned and worried that by doing so, we are going to expose ourselves as less than perfect, where there is a real fear of presenting as less than the highlight reels, as less than a quaffered, highly polished version of yourself. And when we can move away from that desire to get everything right first time and to present ourselves only as the absolute ideal in our own eyes, which is likely too high a standard to meet and often far higher than we expect of others, it can be really difficult to move forward, to progress in your business and also to have that sense of peace in the day to day. So that top line summary is what lies beneath. But what I'm most interested in with my clients and what I want to share with you listening to this episode is that there's always another level. There's always a different and very real internal struggle going on. And oftentimes this is linked to issues of confidence and low self-esteem and sometimes low self-worth that is part and parcel of how we have been for the decades of our life to this point. It can be absolutely led by that super critical inner voice that for very many of us, until we take a moment or are given a prompt to notice that voice, we can be blissfully unaware that it is actually ruling so many of our decisions and causing us so many limiting beliefs and wearing us down essentially over the years because it's constantly there being a negative influence. And critical inner voice is my passion because when we can eradicate that critical inner voice, when we can remove that narrative, that literal dialogue going on in our minds for anything from the smallest of transgressions to the biggest of goals, we can really feel the progress rising and really feel that empowered sense of self and belief in who we are when we refuse to engage in that kind of negativity and that kind of dialogue that really will not serve to build us up. I will do another episode all about critical inner voice, but one thing that I think is really interesting is often we can think that by criticizing ourselves, we're actually incrementally helping ourselves perform better, like a kind of army major or a hypercritical teacher. And the evidence suggests that that is absolutely not the case in in so many walks of life. In terms of teaching children, it is not the case that by criticizing them and by making them feel small, they will learn more. 
My husband is a experienced teacher and he knows the absolute value of a happy child, a child who feels supported in terms of how well they learn. And it's absolutely the same for adults. If we constantly criticize ourselves with some misguided idea that we're going to be making ourselves work harder or be more effective or almost bully ourselves into submission, then the opposite is likely to be true. We will become, as I said earlier, worn down by that voice instead of carried up by it and given that sense of limitlessness and absolute potential that happens when we can hone that inner voice and make it a positive and a friendly and a championing influence in our lives. Another element of the internal struggle, which I deal with in the self-identity shift and in my work, is social anxiety. And it absolutely links in with that fear of judgment I talked about earlier. But we dig into that in a little bit more detail. Because when we fear what others are thinking, when we have that anxiety about our place in the world, we absolutely find that our self-esteem can suffer, that we can feel less powerful, and that we We just can't progress as quickly as we can when we shake off those shackles and we really learn to trust ourselves and what is going on for us, our knowing, our intuition and the absolutely pragmatic evidence base of our achievements to this point and our regular impact and our imperfect but brilliant actions that are happening all around us if only we look. So all of these internal struggles that I describe come together in terms of those psychological foundations that are really causing the root of the problem and making you feel bad and stopping your business from flourishing in the way it could. And once we can bolster those psychological foundations, once we can build around them and give ourselves that sense of being held by our own ideas, our own thoughts, our own dialogue, we have such a fantastic basis from which to build on. Now, many times clients come to me having tried many different techniques or ideas to fix the problem. And oftentimes what I see is that they have been firefighting. They've been putting out small fires continuously with lots of effort and time and care and thinking about how they can adapt things to change their lives and their business world for the better but they absolutely haven't got to the crux of the issue. So sometimes that looks like they've done sporadic self-care or meditations or affirmations on their own, or they've maybe tried CBT or counselling or self-help books or strategy coaches that do a bit of mindset alongside the main work of being a business coach. And these techniques haven't worked. And I think that is because they are often built on sand rather than being built on this understanding that we need to build and fortify our psychological foundations rather than just faffing around the edges and doing all the little techniques. It's the same as when I talk about those productivity hacks to get over procrastination. It's not going to be the difference if your foundations underneath that, your psychological foundations are a bit shaky and are not holding you and keeping you feeling steady state whilst you attempt to do all these amazing big picture goals for your business. So 
The self-identity shift really offers something more. It goes to the absolute heart of the problem and it really does forever shift your perception of who you are, of your power and of your absolutely amazing potential. And my aim when I'm working in partnership with my clients is to transform those psychological foundations so that you have this rock solid, reliable and predictable basis from which to withstand any challenges and also at the same time to create an evolved comfort zone because when we can shift the edges of our comfort zone just a little bit each and every day it's where the magic happens and it's where the real traction comes in our business and it's where we get to live that purposeful empowered life and so the end result is that you have this supercharged sense of confidence It doesn't mean that you never think you're going to fail, but it means that you have this complete and utter self-belief in the ability to get through it, that resilience and that chance to strive for something amazing with an awareness that any missteps along the way don't have to shake you to your very, very core. In practical terms, that means that my clients change. They shift in their perception of themselves and in their actions. So they go from that lack of visibility and hiding in plain sight as an entrepreneur to being more visible, owning their space as a thought leader, being proud of their expertise and acknowledging that in the everyday, recognising who they are, how far they've come and what unique gifts they have to offer the world. And similarly, instead of imposter syndrome or feeling out of integrity with their business and who they are and who they are to be that leader, they know their worth. They believe in themselves and they believe in their talents. Similarly, in place of making excuses for playing small and why you need to keep yourself small, My clients who are going through or have been through programs with me like the Empowered CEO program end up embracing their ambition and find that because of that and the other parts of the self-identity shift happening, playing bigger actually starts to feel so much easier. Same thing again for that not taking up space part, that piece where the mission and the impact that you want to create in the world isn't quite happening We work towards taking up space, being out and proud with who you are, who you serve and what you want to do with this one precious life. So you're in a position of self-empowerment, which ends up absolutely empowering your mission and the people around you. And finally, that symptom I talked about at the beginning, procrastination, I talk about it a lot. We replace that with an approach and an attitude of imperfect action and of progress over procrastination all the time, where we understand that we don't have to be perfect, but we can absolutely put one step in front of the other. And in doing so consistently and showing up for ourselves and our businesses, progress comes naturally. 
I totally geek out on this stuff. I love the evidence that I've put into place to create the self-identity shift. And even more than that, even more than my geekiness, I absolutely love watching my clients transform and start to question themselves in a different way. Instead of reaching for the criticism, they reach for the possibility and they question themselves in terms of how can I empower myself moving forward? How can I keep going with my dreams? What is the next best step for me? So I absolutely love this stuff. And if you are listening to this episode and thinking, I need this, I really need that self-identity shift, then what are you waiting for? Book on one of my self-sabotage breakthrough calls and we can talk about how to get you there, how to transform your thinking and in doing so transform your business, your mindset and your life. I would absolutely love to talk to you and hear about your specific circumstances and what it is that's holding you back from being that most empowered CEO and fantastic version of yourself. As ever, the link is in the show notes or you can just go to calendly.com forward slash Lucy Orton and I include a number of questions there about expectations for the call and what we'll be discussing. I don't have a huge amount of space in my diary over the next couple of weeks knowing when this episode is going out. So please do book in sooner rather than later if you want to have one of those calls with me. And I look forward to speaking to you. And I hope this has been a really interesting episode for you to hear a little bit more about what it's like to work with me, what it is we really, really focus on and why I'm so passionate about creating that self-identity shift in my clients, because it really is utterly transformative and so rewarding to see that metamorphosis. You know, it's rewarding for me, but oh my goodness, for my clients, it's so much more than that. So it's been fantastic chatting with you today. I've loved creating this episode as ever and I will be back here next Wednesday. The episodes drop just after midnight GMT and I look forward to speaking to you on the next episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Thank you so much for listening, rooting for you as ever and speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.